Welcome to the Artemisian. Today we return to the images, symbols, and archetypes of tarot. I'll be doing some readings live, pulling cards, and applying that to questions that have been submitted from some of my followers on Instagram. But I wanted to start out with this quote from Marie-Louise von Franz, her book on divination and synchronicity. Very accurate thinkers get irritated with oracle techniques because they are so indefinite. Naturally, anything can be read into them, and because it is all so vague, foolish, superstitious people always see a connection, and after the event, they say that it was in the oracle. One might say it is all so vague that practically anything could happen, but that is just not true. That is an emotional argument born of a prejudice. It is true, however, in so far as an oracle technique is never quite accurate and cannot predict exactly. Just as a physicist cannot predict a unique event completely accurately, an oracle cannot predict a precise psychological event, but it can give an expectation list, which can cast an image of a certain area or qualitative field of events and predict that something is going to happen within that field. There is a certain psychological probability because of what Jung calls the collective unconscious. Okay, end quote. So what does that mean? Um, I like that this quote gets into some of the gripes that people have with oracle or divination or with any of these kinds of practices that could be listed under the mystical, the spiritual, the woo-woo. When we get out of this mechanistic, material, rationalist point of view and we start looking for insight through the throwing of the I Ching or by throw, um, by pulling tarot cards or by reading astrological transits. Why do we do this? That seems like nonsense. Well, if you take this approach, which is informed by depth psychology, we recognize that divination is this access point into the unconscious. It gives us this ability to kind of move the conscious ego standpoint aside and to peer into the archetypal structures that might be underlying the personal situation that we are facing. So when we pull a card, say like the death card, that archetypally represents change, transformation, the ending of an old chapter, the beginning of something new, life cycles, things like that, there is a a constellation of themes that are present. So if you draw the death card, it's saying that the, the potentialities of the death archetype are around you. And understanding that, how might you apply that to your personal situation? In what way might you be challenged to let go, to transition, to allow something to end, to ease into these natural cycles? And that doesn't necessarily predict with any 100% certainty that something is going to happen, but allows you to have a, a pattern or a structure that holds the kind of mystery of the life that you're in. And so that's how I like to look at the cards is that we're drawing them at random, we're drawing them synchronistically, and they can help shape and give some context to our life uh, that often is very overwhelming. You know, we turn to the cards and I think probably often many types of divinatory techniques in times of flux, in times of change, in times of uncertainty. And that's a really 
wonderful way, if taken from a psychological standpoint, to recognize that our ego has limitations. Our conscious viewpoint only knows so much, but there is the deeper layers of psyche, our unconscious, and through that also the collective layer of the unconscious that can inform the conscious standpoint. So doing a tarot spread allows us to kind of push aside the, the, the hierarchy of ego, or at least this, um, <laughs> this uh, belief that we have that, you know, from ego's point of view, we can see all, we can figure out everything, and it releases into unknowing, it releases into mystery, and it, it asks for the, the archetypal space to work upon us and show us something new. And time and time again, whether I'm using the cards for myself or I'm reading for other people, that's what I see is that the, the images and the symbols allow movement to happen. They allow for um, a new possibility to be considered that we hadn't considered before. Or maybe we've been stuck in this rigid point of view because that's really a, a typical behavior of our ego. And because we drew something synchronistically, it it opens up a, an unconscious well, a, this wellspring of of new ideas, new emotions, new thoughts, new potentials, and then you get to consider how do I integrate these? How do I move forward? And when the cards aren't used, as von Franz says, to predict an exact outcome, but rather to allow it to hold us in a pattern of potentials or to see the, our life through the context of that archetypal constellation, then we feel that there are um, there's movement that can happen or where things have felt stuck, now it feels like it's starting to flow again. And sometimes it just brings up more questions, more and more questions, but insightful questions, things that make you really think and reflect and have that ability to, to go deeper into yourself and into the situation. So that's my introduction for um, the, the tarot readings today. We are going to explore a few different questions um, submitted as I um, said by Instagram followers, and we're going to see what the cards have to say. So let's get started. The first question, how can I be sure that a change towards becoming a psychoanalyst is my soul's path? Now with this in mind, we know that the cards aren't going to tell us with a hundred percent certainty that yes, this is the right path, but rather with this idea in mind, when we draw the cards at random, when we um, enter into that synchronistic moment, what images, what archetypes come forward and, and what does that say about the situation that surrounds this individual? So we have two cards, the Ten of Wands and the Moon reversed. Immediately for me, I, I want to focus on, on the Ten of Wands and the Minor Arcana which are reflected through the wands, the suit of the wands, the cups, the swords, and the pentacles, they each have their own themes that are really important and give us some insight. So the wands is the element of fire. It's the libidinal layer of reality where we tap into passion and excitement and forward movement and the creativity. Um, it also gets us into the intuitive function of the psyche, the cognitive function of intuition. 
and really then links us back to what is moving through the unconscious, what is patterning in front of us. And so when we have the first step of the wands suit, the ace of wands, it is like the the lighting of that inner fire. It's this connection to passion and excitement and intensity and the kind of energy you want to feel when you're considering something like a career move. Like, is this something that can sustain me? Is it something that lights me up? Is it something that draws all of this energy forward and just wants to be filled with my, with my, with my purpose? And when I do it, I feel enlivened. That is the realm of the wands. And by the time we get to the very end, which is the 10 that we have present here, there's the sense that there's been a block or there's a sense that there's been burden or overexertion or something that's preventing you from fully seeing or being connected to that strong initial spark and some thoughts that come up for me just looking at this card for this individual is are are there certain dynamics present right now that are blocking you from feeling certain about that did the idea of moving forward on a path to become a psychoanalyst start from a place of passion and excitement and it kind of feels like maybe not that you've lost your way but it's hard to see clearly anymore what the path is and if so let's look at the image of the card, right? Because each of those wands that the individual is carrying is something that weighs you down. It's something that blocks you. Maybe it's necessary. Maybe it's this responsibility or this thing to consider or some some important aspect to the situation. And yet at the same time, when we get to the 10 of wands, there's a sense that you need to be able to refocus or unburden or release kind of what's happening in that moment for you to be able to get back to the core of what started you there in the first place so what what is present what is impacting that and the moon in reverse is coming in conjunction with this ten of wands and this to me is a very shadowy card it is the the ways in which we might be stuck in distortion, illusion, in shadow, in projection, it's, you know, especially when the moon is reversed, I, I'm thinking of those, those tense depths that we get caught in and how maybe when we think about all, all the different wands that this person is carrying, yes, maybe some of it's very practical. How can I afford this? Or how can I make this transition? Or is this the right thing for me? But when the, when the moon reversed is present to me, it's like, mm -mm, there's, there's something deeper here. There's a fear. There is a limitation. There's something you have to break through. The moon for me is is really like a, a powerful concentrated card of the unconscious and so when we're dealing through uh, trying to navigate the, the the mystery of the unconscious we have to really ask ourselves what is happening underneath in the depths what's emerging that feels really really uncomfortable and how is that blocking that energetic flow that is uh, the the becoming of the psychoanalyst and what what fears are trying to be present 
or what uncertainties. It's like getting really curious about what seems to be the the thing stopping you, even if it's just you know, maybe there aren't a bunch of strong emotions. Maybe there isn't fear. Maybe there isn't trepidation. Maybe there's just a bit of ambivalence, which is to say, mm, this sounds desirable, but you know, at the same time, it doesn't sound very desirable. There's wisdom and there's insight to be gained by each of those standpoints. And the moon card in this case is, is speaking to the need to explore that unconscious factor a little bit more to get past anything that might be distorting your way of looking at this and in turn slowing down that process because that ten of wands figure you know you can see in the image of the card that they're no longer looking at the path in front of them they're completely blocked sort of energetically by each of those wands and it's about recognizing and kind of giving space for each of those so that you can place it down otherwise we're going to keep kind of moving in this way that is maybe not the most practical or the most um serving towards this uh goal of of getting clarity and maybe even leaning into in this moment the not knowing and the the feeling of it's hard to to get to a place where you feel certainty when we're at the tens as well in the tarot we are on the edge of a closure of, of an arc or a cycle that we've been on and there's the the sense that a new one is beginning so to me maybe this has been something that you've been thinking about for a while something that you've been mulling over um, and there's this chance that things could shift and things could move, but there needs to be that releasing or processing or integrating, considering, you know, which of all of these factors are weighing the most on you that, and then going a little bit deeper into the unconscious factors and how does one do that? I think especially when the moon is present, it's looking into dreams paying attention to the intuitive stirrings, um, maybe doing some imaginal work around it, like get, get out of the rational mind, get out of the conscious standpoint that is, you know, trying to problem solve this in, in one way only. The, the moon card shows that something is emerging from the depths. So the question is, what is it? What is this standpoint? What does it want you to know? What is it trying to communicate? And as you give space for it, do things change? Does clarity come forward? Do you feel more certain about what it is the path that you want to take? All right, next question. I'm stuck in a past life and looking for solutions. What blockage stops my progress? And I'm assuming this person means that there are kind of old dynamics something from the past, um, some aspect of their life that they thought that they had left behind that they feel stuck in. And I like the framing of this question, especially what blockage stops my progress? That ability to frame questions to the cards um, helps you focus on the insight and the guidance and the 
ability to 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 ask pretty provocative questions i think is what especially allows us to get powerful insights so for this individual we have two cards the queen of swords and the eight of cups reversed wow um i i i feel that sometimes when we draw cards that it has this uncanny way of, of perfectly encapsulating something that we were just thinking about or something we said or what the question is and so being stuck in a past life and what is blocking me from from making progress eight of cups reverse is is that to me in a nutshell because usually when the card is upright it's showing movement away from a situation it is this um this leaving it is the 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 transition and the ability to allow yourself to truly depart and that's what we see right on the image itself we see this figure leaving behind eight cups standing and moving into this landscape and each of those cups represent a situation maybe of security of comfort um, of something that was known it doesn't have to be a good thing but the cups represent the emotional realm the relational realm it informs this space of connection and intimacy and something that defined all of those those parts of yourself and your life at a certain point all of us experience that we have to move on and then that might be the leaving behind of a job for something new it might be the leaving uh behind of a relationship that served a purpose but just no longer fits it might be transitions away from friendships you know all sorts of different things and when the card is upright we could say that that expression that constellation is allowing for those potentials to be easier to access but when we have reversals there's tension there's something here that's limiting or withholding or distorting or shifting these dynamics so the the eight of cups reverse to me it it further kind of amplifies and reinforces this sense of stuckness or maybe that you you left but you never really left and i think that can happen because physically we can leave a situation behind but emotionally have we and especially when we're in this space when we're in this realm of the cups when we're in the emotional relational affective space we are dealing with those subtle deep heartfelt experiences and i and i think that's where i would go with this um what emotionally is holding you back what hasn't been processed what do you feel um is at the core of that and maybe it's something painful maybe there's regret maybe there's grief maybe there's sadness maybe there's just this longing what filled that cup before and why does it still pull on you at the same time we have the queen of swords which is you know a figure um to me who allows this 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 sense of blending the the space that we can have from our emotions while also being informed by them so what i mean by that is that the swords represent the thinking function which is the discerning 
rational, logical space within us. And the queen has reached this level of maturity where there's been a lot of integration inwardly, where she's informed by her discernment, where she's informed by her ability to be extremely perceptive, where she can balance her emotional dynamics with her intellectuality. And it's not to say she has no emotions at all. It's like she's connected to them, but she's not... Um, She's not bound by them and she's experienced certain things and she's learned how to integrate those experiences. Um, if you look at the, the Queen of Swords on the Rider Waite card that I'm using, you'll see this really subtle image, um, this symbol of what looks like kind of like a rope around her wrist and part of it's been cut off and so when we look at that symbol what we connect to that is that there has been this sense of liberation or um, kind of a separation from things that had tied her to the past things that had brought maybe difficulty or challenge and no longer is she bound by those uh, limitations anymore in fact she's been liberated from them and yet at the same time that hand still has this reaching outwards it there is an openness there's a receptivity to to life to what is coming and that i i wonder where the bridge between these two cards are for this individual with this question because we have on the one hand, the Eight of Cups reverse, which is showing some stuckness, and it's showing that there might be emotional factors that are really quite difficult to move past, and that's what's keeping you stuck there. And the Queen of Swords is the capacity within you to integrate it. It's the capacity to break through the emotional fog with the with the power of with, of the mind and with the power of the sword and the power of discernment, which is a maybe allows you to see things with a little bit of space and we can get into that a little bit more by taking in the the symbolic parts of of the sword's element which is air right so we abstract out of ourselves or we abstract out of the emotional space we allow ourselves to raise up into the clouds and see things from a new point of view and that doesn't mean that we don't come back down and get into the emotional waters again but it's the ability to move between those and through a powerful dialectic that uh, is an expression of of maturity so the stuckness, yes, it's present. Yes, you need to get into what's happening on that emotional level of reality. And yet at the same time, the Queen of Swords can be that vehicle by which you can do it. And I wonder, you know, as you reflect on this Queen of Swords as, as the potential inside of yourself, does it feel possible? Is the blockage that... Um, embodying her qualities feels out of reach maybe there's just a sense of not knowing how to get there or how to process it and if that's the case i would consider the queen of swords as the the, the kind of image or the symbol that can guide you towards um, the development or the movement that you're looking for and and how can you cultivate that inside of yourself whether that's through finding other people who embody those qualities and being able to work it out with them um, finding a you know a figure of connection and wisdom a therapeutic figure who can have that 
that um, outside perspective to help bring the balance that you're needing that's not coming from maybe the emotionally charged space that you might feel caught in, but rather can bring the expansiveness of the air element forward. Next, I am processing a divorce and trying to become the new breadwinner as a single mom. I'm looking for advice as I am very overwhelmed. Okay, we have the Two of Swords and the Ace of Cups. I'm struck by the combination of these cards. I think I immediately have this thought come to mind that that new life can be born even from something so difficult and painful and overwhelming as a divorce and becoming a single mother and losing resources. The aces in the tarot are these seeds of new beginnings and the potential for life to come alive again in these different areas. And so the cups is the element of water. It is the emotional relational realm. It's this deep informing principle of connection and depth and all of the possibilities that flow from the emotional space. And when when the Ace of Cups is present, it's not to say you feel it right now. In fact, it might feel completely like the opposite. And yet there's the promise of that that's on the horizon, this sense of expansion that can come in this space, but it has to be worked upon and it has to be developed. And it's especially interesting to see this combination of cards because we have an ace, which is the first card in the arc of the minor arcana development. Ace is also the number one and we have number two. So when we think about the minor arcana as a linear journey, we always first have an ace, which is our anchoring point. It's at the potential, it's the new beginning. And then we need to have the, the shifting and development that comes with the twos, which are all about choice and action and the ability to kind of balance these different dynamics that are happening so that something can begin to take uh, fruition or, or become manifest from the dynamics in the ace. So we have this potential for shift and change and um, maybe this kind of sense of emotional revitalization, especially if this has been a very heavy and difficult time. To me, the ace speaks to the potential for that to shift and grow and to move into new waters. But how do you do it? Not not through the two of cups, but through the two of swords, which shows this figure, this woman with the, a blindfold on her eyes and two swords crossed on her chest and this body of water behind her. This is a, a card where it's a, a just the decisiveness of, of being able to say what works and what doesn't work or what fits and what doesn't fit. Um, being stuck in uncertainty is not the way for the Ace of Cups to really come into your life. Because the Two of Swords, to me, although it can show a kind of stalemate or it can show avoidance or it can show this being caught, 
in these dynamics and feeling pulled in many directions, the the strength and the power comes from being able to balance those dynamics and be decisive in the ability to cut through it and to emerge out of that tension through uh, becoming really clear. So I, I wonder how this applies, you know, to your life and and where do you need the the sword to to cut through and how can it help move through this situation into a place that feels like life is beginning again where you can grow and move from this period of overwhelm and know that that might require some some hard choices or hard um decisions to be made where certain things get cut out and certain things stay or what's happening inwardly that you know needs to be addressed because it's stopping you from moving forward and I when I think about this figure and the two of swords sitting there it is this position of stillness and sometimes that reflects back to us that there is a period of going inward and being able to Um, really check in with what's happening so that you can move forward and that you don't become so blinded by all the different dynamics happening in front of you and at the same time there's also this potential for the this the stalemate that's happening here and and feeling so stuck with where you've landed that you don't know how to move forward so I, I think that blindfold is such an interesting image to contemplate in these situations because what it does is it it kind of allows us to not be um, overwhelmed or to not be distracted by all of the kind of like things in front of you all the stuff that just presses on um, your mind and your emotions in this situation and kind of invites you to go deep into self and to contemplate and to have that inner exploration so that you can move through the stuckness that's happening so together the cards you know I would say identify where you're feeling the stuckness where you're feeling the overwhelm and knowing that if you could move through that um, address what's coming up if that could lead you to the potentials in the ace of cups you know does that fill you with that sense of maybe hope or maybe that sense of being able to take on the challenges that are present Um, you know, the two of swords reflects back to us that this is a time of difficulty and this is a time of challenge. And yet it, it's also a recognition that life isn't going to stay this way. It's not going to be caught in this, but it's going to require some of that working and wrestling with what's there so that you can have a perspective outside of of maybe the rigidity of of the situation that makes you feel stuck maybe and you know now that it's like this it's going to happen this way or um, stuck in in thinking things can only go um, down this path or down that path Um, consider that there's there's new new potentials new ways for you to relate and feel to the situation by doing the the difficult work that is present in the two of swords that wraps up our tarot readings for today's divination i'd love to hear your thoughts on the cards pulled 
any questions you might have on tarot in general and working with the cards and interpreting them. Thanks for listening. See you next time.